Hello, everyone, and welcome to Songversations, the long waits podcast where we interview songwriters about their methods and approaches to writing songs. I'm Bjorkvin, and I play guitar and sing in the long wait. You can visit us at thelongwait.com, our very active social media profiles on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube channels that are all under the username Long Wait Music. You can support this podcast and our music in multiple ways, either by becoming a patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash thelongwait, using our Amazon affiliate link through thelongwait.com slash Amazon, or sending us a tip through our virtual tip jar at thelongwait.com slash tips. Thank you very much for your support, and now let's get into this week's interview. So today we are here with Adara Ray, and uh, I'm going to read a little bit about Adara from her bio, but she'll take over after that. Adara Ray is a local singer-songwriter in Tucson, Arizona with a folk pop feel. At a young age, she has played in multiple local festivals and events, as well as world-renowned South by Southwest Music Festival in Austin, Texas, as well as playing nearly every local venue her hometown has to offer. And I can attest to that because you are literally everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This young artist captures a wide variety of audiences with her original sound and memorable hooks. Playing within the Tucson music scene as a solo artist, as well as with her group as Adara Ray and the Homewreckers, Adara has built a following of music lovers, both young and old, and I think I'm somewhere in the middle there. (laughs) Uh, Her band, Adara and the Homeworkers, was voted one of Tucson's top local bands of all time by Tucson Edge. Well, I remember seeing that. Uh, So I can definitely vouch for all of that being absolutely spot on. I've seen (laughs) you both playing by yourself with your ganjo. Yeah, (laughs) that's about how we met. It's a ganjo, yeah. Yeah. And then I've also seen you with the Home Records. We played together at least once. Mm-hmm. And you have a really great sound. Uh, thanks for coming on. Would you like to elaborate a little bit on that and maybe tell us a little bit about what you've got going on right now? Yeah, so um, in the bio, it totally says that, uh, it just generically says at a young age, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I, some, some venues, I don't want them to exactly know that I'm under 21, but ah. I am. <laughs> Uh, so I'm only 19. Right. Uh, I think most of Tucson knows that by now, and it hasn't really been a problem. But yeah, so I'm 19. Um, I'm pretty proud of the things I've accomplished so far. But um, right now, I've got a whole new lineup together that I don't think you've even seen since I've I've last played with the band in front of you. Uh-huh. Um, and it's kind of a lot more focused. The goal is a, a lot more towards touring. Um, oh, cool. Stuff like that. So, yeah. Awesome. And, and opening for bigger um, acts here in town and stuff like that. So that's the goal with this um, new group. So Cool. Well, all right. Let's uh, talk about songwriting. Yes, uh, let's do that. You have a lot of cool songs. Uh, yeah. What is your main instrument for songwriting for those that... Yeah, it's probably um, guitar. Uh, yeah. For a while, it went back and forth between piano and guitar, but um, it's guitar. And uh, oddly enough, it's like the cheapest... Yamaha acoustic guitar I own seems to be the one I end up writing on the most. So, yeah. (laughs) Cool. Do you ever go back and forth, um, you know, like try to write something on guitar and then not quite finding it, and then you try to write the same thing on piano and then going back and forth? Yeah, I do actually have some songs that I specifically wrote on piano that I I don't really play anymore with uh, the group because I play the guitar in the group. So uh, it just, you know, some of them just didn't translate well enough. Okay. Feel right, yeah. 
Right. So they don't really arrange to that instrument. They just kind of feel like yeah. a piano song. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, as far as songwriting goes, do you have a specific method for writing that you try to stick to? Um. So what I actually always tell people is because it's you know the new age century that we live in, I rely so much on the notepad on my iPhone actually, because I. Uh, it's literally one of those things where I'll turn around out of bed and like at like two in the morning and come up with a line or something like and that. just like yeah just write it down really really quick in my notepad um, and then of course I'll forget about it um, but the list is always there and sometimes I'll you know I'll totally remember the line and think you know I want to write on that later um, so I will but um, sometimes there's just a you know I'll go back and I'll look and there's a big list of uh, stuff that hasn't been used which is is good when I'm feeling stuck I guess right. And then um, also with um, my iPhone, uh, if I if I start something, um, I'll do the the voice memo th little app thing, and just play like the chords or or the progression or something, and then just play in my car actually to myself, and then just try to write while I'm driving around or when I have the time, uh, without having uh, to physically be sitting uh, with the guitar somewhere. So cool. So you sort of write the chord progression. And then you have that in the back of your head or listening yeah. to it, and then you can kind of focus on the vocals and the melody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'll come up with like a line or a, or a, or a hook really first. Um, I'll find where that fits in, in a progression, and then I just play that over and over again on the voice memo or something and, and just play it in the uh, car until I can come up with some more words or, or lines for it. So. Right. Ah, oh, that's a great method. I never thought of that. I'm going <laughs> to yeah, at least no, steal that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of the reasons I like interviewing songwriters is because then I can, like, cop all their methods. <laughs> right, exactly. You're like, hmm, I have an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Because I have a hard time with um, playing, like, maybe a specific riff in a specific, you know, tempo or in a specific beat and then trying to find a melody that has a different rhythm over the top and, you know, like, it's kind of like doing this whole thing patting your head and, and all that so especially when you're just learning it and then you just kind of came up with it yeah right you have like a three chord riff or whatever but then you can just record that and sing over it and that's great that's yeah. great all right well that uh let, tell us about a time you're really happy with how one of your songs came out it can be one of those times you uh, one of those songs that write themselves in 15 minutes or when you finally finish something that you had been struggling with huh well I mean, I guess I'd say because I perform so often, um, songwriting has kind of changed for me because when I, because I am only 19, for years, all these songs had just been written in my bedroom mm -hmm. and no one had ever, ever heard them. So being able to perform them the past couple of years, it, I, I think all, all of my songwriting process has been more rewarding and I've been happier with all of them because it's like, you know, I finally get to show them off to people and, and see the reactions. Um, there's... There's been, you know, actually, I think my favorite is when I start to write a song that's maybe going to be like about one thing or it's going to be sad or something. And then the situation change changes. And so the rest of the song becomes happy or something like that. Like, for example, like one of the songs I play most often is a song of mine called Here Comes the Music. 
And that song was actually supposed to be like a really hateful breakup song. <laughs> and then I, uh, within the process of writing the breakup song, me and that guy got back together. And so then it became like a happy song. <laughs> but uh, it's one of my favorite songs now. So I'm almost I'm glad that that kind of happened because it shaped the song and in a different way. Awesome. Um, awesome. Yeah. So. So take not having that song be written automatically in 15 minutes actually came out uh, in a good exactly, way. Exactly, exactly. The fact that I took a few days off of that song, it changed it completely. So. Awesome. All right. Well, can you tell us about a method you've used to overcome writer's block, if you've ever had it? For me, I mean, specifically right now, I I haven't really written anything too new. I have a few things I'm working on, but... Um, it's difficult for me right now because I'm working with a new group, and so the f the focus is to kind of uh, learn the songs that have already been been written, you know. So it's kind of hard for me to think of throwing new things. Um, but uh, like I said, how I use the notepad and stuff like that. There's there's uh, little jotted down um, lines and books and and ideas all over the place, whether it's in my notebooks or my phone or whatever. So if I really am feeling truly stuck and I feel like I need to write, um, which is usually not something I try to ever do. I don't, I try not to ever feel like I need to do it because then it becomes a more stressful thing. Um, uh, for me, I, I'll go a really long time and then I'll write like 10 in, in a matter of days. So I try not to get too stressed about it, but if I ever feel like I need it, there is those resources that I use where I can just scroll back and say, oh, well, there's a line I never used and let's see what we can do with that. So Cool. So you don't do the uh, Jackson and Brown method of songwriting, as I like to call it. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. It's uh, if it's in the Eagles documentary when Glenn Fry is uh, talking about he he was living right next door to Jackson Brown, and when he was writing, I think I think well they they use as an example they use Doctor My Eyes, and nice. basically what he said was he would get up he would put the kettle on. And he would sit by the piano and just like jingle the first verse like ad yeah. nauseum to everybody that could hear, you know, because they lived in tiny shitty apartments with thin walls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he then they would be he would be done with like the first verse and then he'd play that again. Then he'd try to do the chorus and then he'd stand up, piano would be, go silent, you'd hear the kettle again. And then he <laughs> sits down again, starts writing. So basically, as Glenn Fry said it, it's just like pure elbow grease. Just sit down with yeah. your cof coffee cup or cup of tea and then just yeah. kind of push the songs out, which is it works for somebody, but obviously not everyone. Right. Yeah. For me, I don't, I don't think um, I would get the best product for for me. Just I, I don't I don't like having to push it so much. It, it then it becomes it becomes not fun for me. But I guess if you're in the in the Eagles you and you made it to be the Eagles, you had a lot more <laughs> dedication to <laughs> I guess so. to making song yeah. a certain way. So, yeah. For sure. Cool. Well, what comes first for you, the melody, lyrics, or even the chords? But I guess we kind of covered that. If you kind of do, you do mostly get the overall harmonic structure down first, or is that how does how do you how does the melody come to you? Uh, for me, I I am a total sucker for pop music. Um, for some reason, people there's kind of a bad connotation with that word, and um, it's kind of a dirty word to some people. Pop, but um, I I love that, and so I. I really, I look for the hook oh. and when the hook comes to me and most of the time, like in a lot of true pop music, the hook 
is uh, the name of the song, you know, the, the title of the song is where the hook is and whatever. So, so when the hook comes, that, that usually um, kind of forms the whole song for me because um, the hook is usually the title, which also gives me the, the theme of the whole song and the story. So, so that's usually what happens. That's usually what I'm, I'm you know, quick writing down on my notepad in my phone is, is the, the hook line and, and I record the little melody on voice memo and then just find the rest. Cool. Later on. Awesome. Yeah. Can you recommend a book to our listeners that you've read about songwriting or music in general that you think other people would like? I haven't uh, read any books like specifically about songwriting, but I've read a lot of books either by Morrissey or uh, books of uh, interview clippets of Morrissey and stuff like that. He was the singer of the Smiths and he's a huge influence of mine. Um, he never really has considered himself, um, you know, like a, a singer songwriter type of person. He's never sat, like he never comes on stage with a guitar or plays the piano. He was very much a poet, um, that, uh, sang, um, in a really interesting way. Um, so, uh, for example, like with the Smiths, uh, the guitar player, Johnny Marr used to just hand him a cassette with, you know, songs that he had written instrumentally and Morrissey would sit there and put all these words to it. Um, and that really inspires me because I really do care a lot about, about lyrics. Um, I know there's some people that, that that isn't their main focus in songwriting, but um, that's definitely me. Um, in fact, you know, I do a lot of poetry and stuff like that. And uh, that's something I really admired about Morrissey is that he, uh, and same with like Jim Morrison and um, Bob Dylan, people that kind of consider themselves poets before they were, you know, the singers or the songwriters. Right, 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 right. Cool. So l let's talk about lyrics then. Do you have any specific things that you try to do when you're doing? Do you try to adhere to a specific method or, you know, do you try to do perfect rhymes or do you not really care about that sort of stuff? Just put um, the emotion in the lyrics and then... No, so, I mean, there's sometimes, uh, yeah, sometimes I, I flub the rhymes or, you know, I'll, I'll pronounce something differently yeah. or something like that to, to make it rhyme. I don't know, really. I, I'm definitely one of those people that... Um, the song itself, if you were to listen to it and not be paying attention to the lyrics, it sounds really happy and, and, and light and fun. And, and some of the lyrics are a lot more serious and, and dark sometimes um, than, than the song sounds, which um, is really important to me. Another thing I've, I've learned from Morrissey, he's like the Pope of Mope is one of the <laughs> nicknames of his. So, yeah. um, but, uh, but I love that. I love just um, writing when you're in your most uh, vulnerable place whether it's in a relationship or life or, or anything like that um but i do like the music to sound fun so right. um if i can get it to sound fun and everyone's dancing but i can still um get across um, the messages and, and things that are really important to me yeah do you feel yeah. like it's you need to be in a specific state of mind like to me it's always hardest to write songs when there's absolutely nothing wrong going on in my life like when everything is perfectly perfect, it's hard to channel that sort of inner emotion of uh, of finding something that you sort of feel you know weird about in some way, whether that's sad, happy, or or insecure or whatever. I agree. I agree totally with that. In fact, I think that's what I'm going through uh, right now. Um, I mean, I'm I'm young. I've got a new group together. I'm in a good relationship. I have supportive friends and family, so it's like I try to sit down and write, and I'm like, where is it? <laughs> so, uh, 
Sometimes, sometimes I do like, uh, for example, right now in some of the recent stuff I've, I've written, um, I kind of put myself into a different person, like the songs, instead of using, you know, first person things like I or me, I'm, I'm maybe telling a, st- a fictional character or someone else. Um, that way, um, this fictional character can, can have things about them that I have felt either in the past or, or, you know, possibly in my future without, um, having it be a, but biography type of song right and that's it's it's funny because you always feel that it's sort of risky that writing in the first person even though it's not autobiographical because people will believe that you are talking about yourself and they'll go exactly is that really what happened to you it's like no i just made up a story i read it on the news or something like that (laughs) exactly exactly yeah yeah that's very good that's very good so what tools of the trade uh, do you use, excluding your instruments? And I guess we've talked about the Notes app on your phone uh, that help you with your songwriting. Do you have any other apps or software that you really depend on? Um, there, there was a specific uh, like songwriting app I used to use, um, but it was kind of the same idea. I would, I would write something in, in, in that app's little notepad and then record something. So I kind of retired that app. But I also like actually garage band on my phone which is like not you know the highest quality of of a song once it's finished but um it's enough to because with a voice memo you're just sitting there with you and your guitar where with this little garage band app you can kind of throw different layers of of things and see um how it's gonna sound how it's gonna work with the whole band so right yeah i need to use that just to basically for the same reasons yeah exactly like you're never going to release something from it it's not going to be high quality but it's it's definitely a good enough tool just to kind of get a feel for what different layers and different instruments with a specific song yeah capturing all those ideas uh even if they're just you know half half done and 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 such what has recently inspired you to like really take music on um like because you obviously are you're doing this as a career like i i have i've only known you uh, like for about two years or known of you in, in Tucson mm-hmm. for two years, but it's very obvious that you are career oriented in this field. Well, thank you. Um, well, like I said, um, I'm really young. I am, you know, taking some classes here at the community college and stuff like that. But um, this is definitely the time my parents and my grandparents always tell me, you know, you're young do it now before right. you've got, you know, kids to feed and, and bills, bills to really pay. Um, so yeah, so right now, I guess I'm just going at it full force to really see my, my number in my head has always been um, 25, not to quit at 25, but to just eva- reevaluate and say, okay, what, um, is this going to be a, you know, a, you don't quit your day job type of situation, or is this going to be the real deal? So right now it's, it's all I focus on um, because I'm lucky enough to be able to, to do that. Um, like I said, I have really supportive family and friends. So yeah, it's definitely a career right now. Um, I mean, I've been singing since I was, I can't even remember. There's a story I love to tell that I was um, about four years old. And I was at my aunt's talent show. She was teaching at a school and they had a little talent show. And my mom took me just for fun. And afterwards, uh, they said, you know, anybody that didn't sign up for the talent show can come up and do a little something. And I was like about four or five years old. And I told my mom, I was like, mom, I'm going to go up there and sing. And she, of course, is like, oh, my gosh, she's going to go up there. She's going to cry. It's going to be this (laughs) whole thing. But I told her, I'm like, I really want to go. So I went up there and I sang the first like 
two lines of the sun will come out tomorrow over and over again. Cause that's all I knew. <laughs> but uh, I just kept singing and my mom had to finally drag me off stage. And so since then I've just been finding different outlets to sing. Um, you know, it was musical theater when I'm young, because when you're like 10, it's frowned upon to like bring a guitar into a bar and sing. <laughs> like, <laughs> Except that one guy that plays at Congress every Friday. He's only 11. Oh yeah, that's, that's true. That's, <laughs> that's true. But yeah, so, you know, I just tried everything. I did, you know, church choirs and show choirs and all this stuff. And so when I was finally old enough and, and old enough for it to be like, okay, to just bring your guitar to somewhere and, and perform these songs I had written, I realized that that was specifically the thing I wanted to do. Because I, I obviously am a vocalist, but it was the songwriting combined with it that really was the thing that um, attracted me to performing. Okay, cool. So last, uh, last question. Tell the audience where they can find you and your music. So um, we're all about that social media life. Absolutely. So we're on <laughs> we're on Facebook as Adara Ray and the Homewreckers. Um, Instagram is Adara Ray Music, as well as Twitter is also Adara Ray Music. Um, we're on Reverb Nation. I think that's all. Oh, YouTube Adara Ray. Uh, basically, yeah, I've got a, a pretty specific name that if you just Google Adara Ray, yep. there's it, I don't there's other ones. Yeah, it comes <laughs> up very so. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and share your experience. It's been really fun. We wish you all the best with your future songs and your touring and your new band. And it's been fun to see you kind of skyrocket on Facebook. Thank you very much. <laughs> all right. Well, take it easy. I see you, see you around town. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. To end this podcast episode, we wanted to feature one of Adara's songs to give you a sample of what she sounds like so you can go hunting for more later. Adara is currently crowdfunding on Indiegogo to raise money to record her debut album as well as going on tour. If you want to help her, simply go to thelongwait.com slash support Adara and it will redirect you to her Indiegogo page. Now I'll turn it over to Adara who will introduce her song Miss Me Crazy. Miss Me Crazy is a song where you kind of have to listen to the words. Most people usually mistake this song for being about me missing someone and wanting them back, but really it's a little meaner than that. It's actually about someone telling me that they miss me like crazy and I come back and I tell them that there's nothing left here and to miss me would be crazy. But like in many of my songs, it's a poppy, happy sounding song with a deeper, little darker meaning. You say I miss you like crazy, how won't you say?
Changes made soon.